back then. I can look back at um, I can look back at a lot of the families, you know, and I'm just doing a real quick scan. That there, there were there were men yeah, yeah. in the homes with the women. That yep. there really was. That that that's amazing. Welcome to Acts Two and Forty Two. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies, real church talk. Welcome to Acts Two and Forty Two. So welcome back to Acts 2 and 42 uh, podcast, YouTube channel, wherever you're seeing us. Got Sheree, Bruce, Terry, and T. Um, So today, things are going to get a little sticky. Um, Kind of a a difficult difficult subject matter uh, being the fatherless epidemic. You know, I I may be dramatic. We'll we'll see. But um, it's definitely a problem. so, yeah. Um, so what I want to do, I want to share share a clip. Um, disclaimer: uh, This is uh, his name is Larry Elder. If you want to see the full interview, it's on the Dave Rubin show, Rubin Report. the Rubin Report um, by Dave Rubin. And uh, Larry Elder has a podcast as well, uh, radio 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 uh, show, and um, he is a conservative uh, politically. Um, I don't know where he's at as a Christian, but it's not really a Christian uh, angle. So the reason, like, I was watching this interview and I was hearing what he was saying, and this, in context, this quote or what he's, you know, getting ready to say is um, from his analyzing whether or not systematic racism still exists today. So this is the context of the conversation he's talking to Ruben about, and he got talking about what he believes is a problem, which is the 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 number of fatherless homes fatherless, you know, children as far as in the home, you know, raising them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the numbers are very high in the black community, very high. Um, the numbers are high in the white community for, for what it should be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and where it was 50 years ago. Um, so anyway, I want to I share this, and then I kind of, I think it's all relative to, to the church, to because it's our community, it's our friends, it's our people, it's our everything. Um, it's happening to me, it's happening to you, it's happening to him, her. Um, and I think it pertains to God. If God is the one that gave, you know, Adam, Eve and Adam and Eve knew each other and they conceived and you know what I mean? So he, he, he made family, Mm -hmm. he made the family unit and he made it for the purpose that he made it for. Um, so anyway, and I, I guess I'll come back to that, you know, where I'm going with that thought, um, after we hear this. So I'm going to play this for you guys and then we can kind of talk about what your, uh, what your view is. Hopefully the audio works. Are for you. Uh, the, the, the problem, the, the biggest burden that black people have, in my opinion, again, mm-hmm. is the percentage of blacks, 75% of them, that are raised without fathers. Uh, and that has every other social negative consequence connected to it. Crime, uh, not being uh, able to compete economically in the country, being more likely to be arrested, that's the number one problem facing the black community. And when I hear people tell me about systemic racism or unconscious racism, I always say, give me an example, and almost nobody can do it. So so the family stuff, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll follow your logic there mm-hmm. on the family stuff. What what can actually be done about that then? I mean, what, because that's, reverse, a, that's a big Reverse lift. the welfare state. Uh, in um, 1890, 1900, you look at census reports, a black kid, believe it or not, was slightly more likely to be born to a nuclear intact family than a white kid. Even during slavery, 
Uh, a black kid was more likely to be born under a roof with his biological mother and biological father than today. What's happened is we launched this so-called war on poverty in the 60s where literally Lyndon Johnson sent people walk, knocking on doors. I, I, I lived in the 60s, and people knocked on doors, apprising women of their availability to welfare, provided there was no man in the house. Uh, and we went from 25% of blacks being born outside of wedlock in 65 to 75% right now. And you look at how much money that we spent on welfare, uh, and the lines are parallel. It was a neutron bomb dropped on this country, not just in the black community, but on people in general. Uh, at one time, only about 5% of whites were born outside of wedlock. Now 25% of whites are born outside of wedlock. I was in college in 1970, and there was a report called the Moynihan Report, uh, The Negro Family, A Case for National Action. It's written by a liberal, by a man who became uh, a Democratic senator for the, from, from New York. And at the time, 25% of black kids were born outside of wedlock. He said, my God, this number is, is horrific. If we don't do something about it, it could get even higher. Well, fast forward, 25% of white kids are now born outside of wedlock. It is the number one problem in this country. And what we've done, in my opinion, is we've economically incentivized women to marry the government. And we've allowed men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. And now we have this. So that was a mouthful. Yeah. Um, so now I, I just want to say going into it, I don't. Um, I don't really want to focus on the slavery aspect, the systematic racism or not. I want to deal with the rise in fatherless homes and the incentivized rise in the government incentive, you know, that, that today we, we know people, it's very, very common. We, we, we kind of we talked about this, Terry, before you got here. Mm. And we kind of joked that it was like, you got to tell your boyfriend to get out before they come to inspection, you know. It's a common thing because, look, yeah, I'll have a man, but I won't have him to the extent that the government knows about him. And then I lose all my incentives. I, I lose money. I lose financial gain um, by, by acknowledging that man, committing to that man and marrying him. And here's, here's where I think it affects the church or why, you know, Terry, you mentioned uh, in the last podcast that, um, you know, we don't deal with the issues. We don't, you, you mentioned, you mm -hmm. know, the women having so many children and by multiple people and things like that, yeah. um, and mental health and different, you know, social issues. Um, but this is, this is a social and a, and a Christian, you know, conversation. Yeah. Um, we see a correlation between the government incentivizing women, not marrying, not having the father in the home and, you know, the black community having children, sons and daughters that are raised um that that are being affected they're, they're you know mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how to word it because it's not one thing it's not just all of them being incarcerated because right. all you know all black kids aren't incarcerated right. it may be at higher numbers um but nonetheless um man man i want to start with terry <laughs> i, I want to break because because we yeah. we've we've chatted not not about the specifics but just about the conversation in general and i think you know and, and look I, i'm the i'm the uh the white delegate, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I know Sheree mentioned it, it happens to her, it happens to me. Like anytime in a conversation, it's like, well, just because your wife's black doesn't mean you're not racist. It doesn't mean you understand. Well, that, that, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true, you know, to mm -hmm. a degree. Um, but I'm not completely untouched by it. You know, this is like anyone that knows me knows I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the only white guy in the room right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So whether it's my church, oh, my friend. What? Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> just, just dawned on us. Um, but um, that's Elder Keith. That doesn't. <laughs> that's Yo, a... that lady was shocked. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, our pastor's uh, 
banquet, like birthday party. They were looking for Elder Keith, Elder Keith. And I come out and I'm wearing a t-shirt like this. Everyone else got their suits on, looking respectable. And I come out from the back. She's like, that's Elder Keith? <laughs> you know, Elder Adams or whatever? And I'm like, geez, thanks. Um, but anyway, so I, I really, the reason why I've said before that if, if this is true, if this is a problem that should be discussed, it has to be from this guy. It has to be from Thomas Sowell. It has to be from all these other voices that are black voices. Mm -hmm. Because to be honest, it doesn't matter if it comes from a white face. It no doesn't. matter how true it is. It doesn't. <laughs> I know this is a reality. It does not. Right. So where are you at? Where, where's your mind at right now? Honestly, uh, it it is um, it's it's all over the place. Um, I know when you know you kind of hinted around that we were going to talk about this, and and I think I even told you I said, man, I'm I just want to speak my feelings mm -hmm. because that's what this that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. You know, not just feelings, but we kind of you know still kind of rooted in you know some type of knowledge. You know, right. um, but I didn't want to go and do any hardline research um but um i'm thinking about my uh, i'm thinking about my biological father and i'm thinking about my my dad i call him my pops um biological father yo i'm a spitting image of him or is it splitting image one of those um spitting spitting image yeah. you know um He's a he's a comical guy. I kind of get my sense of humor from him. Um, you have one of those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he thinks uh, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he loves cars, fast cars. You know, um, I, I'm I'm into that. I have man so many things. You know, it's even crazy when when people see me, they automatically mm -hmm. if they know him. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to ask, yeah. who's your father, you know? Do you ever catch yourself, like, doing or saying something? Be like, man, it's just like my dad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Say so it's good and bad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> if we acknowledge, if we recognize, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but wasn't there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but my pops, on the other hand, you know, he walked into, he walked into our life, you know, my mom and... You know, it was four of us, and then he had a son, cause uh, you know he was he was divorced from from his other his prior wife. But anyway, he came in and took took on four kids, mm -hmm. you know that wasn't his, you know, and raised us the way the way kids are supposed to be raised. Shout out, I, shout out to stepdads, yeah, stepfathers, absolutely, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, or absolutely. or yeah. Right, well, um, and, and, and I admit, you know, because I was sitting here thinking, man, Terry, man, you know, I don't want you, you can't be getting emotional on podcasts, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it is, it is emotional for me because um, that is missing. And, and I think that came, that passed down to me, you know, before, you know, before me and Ness got married, you know, I was like, I'm letting you know right now, divorce is not an option. I don't care what we do. I don't care who messes up. You know, you know, you don't go into a relationship for that to happen, but things happens. do happen. Happens. But you know, I learned from from my my pops. Boy, you make a baby, you there. You you got to take care of them. Don't let no other man take care of them. That includes welfare. Mm -hmm. That's that's wow. what wow. what. 
That's that's what I was taught. Wow. No one takes care of my children. Yeah. No one, you know. And and I can and even one of my even one of my sons is is not mine biologically because that was the time when me and Ness wasn't together. I was overseas, mm-hmm. you know, and she she was in another relationship for about a couple years, and mm-hmm. and she ended up with with my second youngest son Andrew, and mm-hmm. I love him to death. But I've been there with him since he was mm-hmm. you know big enough to actually fit in two hands because he mm-hmm. was born you know a couple yeah. months earlier, whatever the case may be. Okay. But I've <clears> been there. I've been his dad. Mm-hmm. For you know, thirty years, 30, 28 years, mm-hmm. but um, but that's what I was taught, and you know that man, he he was speaking truth. Um, that's what's missing. I believe that that's what's missing in the generation today. I have a daughter. I have three daughters, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't want them to get involved with none of these rascals around here that's yes. out here today. I hate to say it, you know, and I'm not saying, yeah. I, I shouldn't say none of these rascals, but probably the majority of them, I would not want them to be involved with, with any of them. I just had to talk with my two youngest, and, you know, I'm I'm like, yo, Buns, Jazzy, do, do you think that the, the guys these days are, do, do you think they're disrespectful? Do you think they want anything? And Angel, man, she's she's just straight like her dad. She was like, absolutely not. They they don't they don't want anything. All they want is, you know, they don't even want a real relationship. Mm-mm. All they want is just, you know, wham bam, thank you, ma'am. And mm-hmm. and I was kind of, you know, my mind was blown because she had said that to me, but it let me know that she sees this, yeah. and she you know she's eighteen. And she sees that the generation today is just really not yeah. worth getting involved in, and you know, getting involved with. Um, but I am, I you know, I I have hope. Mm-hmm. I do have hope. Um, should I know, always, I know you, I know Saray, and yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I think you should because we're always in control. Absolutely, and that's that's I think what Sheree or even you mm-hmm. um, and gentlemen like this, they're what they're really speaking against is the, is the uh, victimhood, right? Is the the mindset of, of being a victim and playing a victim. Yeah. That's when you relinquish hope, when you relinquish responsibility, and and what you're what you can do if if you do something, right? Um, and it you know can come from me. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but no, no, it <laughs> does know. because you're a man, yeah. and this is this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about because you do, you know, you're you're not part of that twenty five percent. You're mm-hmm. there, you know, taking mm-hmm. care of your kids. But yeah. in the white community, it's it's. I think he, I think he mentioned the numbers 25. were like twenty five percent. You know, uh, and that's it's it falls on everyone. Yeah. Whether you black, white, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. But I think as a father, you know, we have to. I I, I have to instill in my three boys yeah. that. I don't care what you do, you take care of your kids and you don't allow anyone else. You know, that's that's just the way it is. So so and even going back to the church, man, that stuff isn't talked about in the church these days. You know, we talk about fornication, mm-hmm. but we don't talk about the effects of fornication, mm-hmm. which this is what this man is talking about. Yeah, we, we had a um in Sunday school uh one morning. We had a conversation, young adult class, mm-hmm. and young adult meaning they're old enough to have children, um, and I think most of them had children. And um, <clears throat> so we were we were talking about like obeying God or something like that. And I'm like, you know, 
uh, he's not just making up rules for no reason. Like right. any, even if we don't understand uh, at the moment, everything that he's recommending you do, because he can't make you do it. Right. Um, but everything that he's saying is good and do this, he's doing to protect you and your family. Mm -hmm. And I said, good example, how many people in here are married to their ch child's father? And you don't have to raise your hands, no judgment. Um, and not one hand went up. And some had multiple children, yeah. you know, and not one hand goes up. And I'm like, now, think about that child's life. Think about what you need as a mother. Mm -hmm. Do you think it'd be better if the father was was a pillar in the home? Do you think if the father was there in the home helping raise the children, um, would that be better for you or your child? And it was a, it was a hands down yes. Yeah. You know, if, there, if, if we could have that, that'd be much better. So when he says not to fornicate, there's one good reason. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're you're um, you're stepping in the arena, you know, of having a child um, that you're not guaranteed you'll have that unit. Mm -hmm. You're you're you're. It's more probable you won't because they say you know why buy the cow if you're getting milk free, right? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. um, whereas if you commit, you know, in, in the biblical way first, if you if you commit and marry, like you said, and no matter what, I mean, we're together. Yeah. You know, it uh, doesn't matter what happens. You know. If, if you do that, you have a far better chance of having those circumstances. Now, one of you could leave, and that's not necessarily right, but nonetheless, you you start off with a, a more firmer ground. Yeah. Um, now, and, now and I just want to add this also. Um, it was the conversation that me, Jazzy, and Angel was was having. It was it was it because it, it, it did get funny, and this is what what Jazzy says. She's like, shoot. He can act dumb if he want to, but I'm going upside his head. <laughs> now, it, it was funny, but I attribute that type of language to the fact that they have a father in the house saying, you don't, you don't take junk. You don't, you don't let nobody beat up on you. And then here's the other thing, too. You have an example of, of what a man is supposed to be. So they already know, and she's only, you know, she's 12. She already knows that she's not looking for some guy who doesn't want to commit, who doesn't yeah. want to treat her like a woman. Why is that? Because I'm in the house. Oh. <laughs> oh. You see what I mean? Like, like, I'm being, I'm I'm being like, funny. You, know, you know, I'm being funny yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. my, my next question, I was actually going to ask Bruce to kind of, you know, get him to weigh in or chime in. But my next question was going to be, does the, the the fatherless home? Do you think that that affects morality? Does that does that teach the the kids, or is that somehow uh, influence the children to be less moral human beings? <sighs> <laughs> oh man, how much time we got? It's, man? Get, it's getting hot. Here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm about to undo. Man, listen, man, you already know my situation. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you think for a minute, okay? Yeah. I'm gonna let you. Yeah, that's why I'm calling. You know, I was, I, like, I, do, I was like, why well, let me um, go last? And and like we don't have to like you 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 went to your father and yeah. you know we don't have to get you know personal. We can be theoretical, you right. know, or, you know, hypothetical. Mm -hmm. You know, that makes better sense. But but, but I, I think, you know, there's a lot of theories out there, mm -hmm. and and I think. I think that's the reason why we're in this, this this predicament because no one just wants to tell the plain truth, mm -hmm. you know. And that's why that you know that's why he you know look the black community hear that yeah. yo that man's a heretic. Look, 
That that's nothing. Okay, look, look <laughs> up look up Jesse Lee Robertson. Okay, is that that's his name, Peterson. right? Who Peterson? Peterson. Excuse me, Peterson. <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson, right? Good dude, pastor, preacher, you know mm. all that. Um, black guy as well, older older gentleman. He 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 was born on a plantation, lived un, under Jim Crow laws, all that, right? Mm-hmm. G- you know, great perspective. Um, but I thought I, my personal opinion is that I think he alienates the black listener, even if they're not going to listen. They, mm-hmm. And I said, unfortunately, as soon we're, you're kind of indoctrinating their train. As soon as you hear that, you're like, oh, this poor man, yeah, this poor okay. man. He's he, Uncle Tom or whatever names you would call him. But ah oh, man, he's been convinced to, to worship the white man. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's he's you know, um, but he makes a statement that the 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 reason it, and this, he's coming come from a spirit. He's putting together a spiritual perspective with the secular you know mm-hmm. welfare state government you know and all that. But he he makes a statement that um the reason that you know that that the black community is suffering today is because of immorality because the black community is immoral and that's a that's a rough thing to hear period like i look i'm white so it doesn't directly apply to me it barely applies to, to well it, it applies to my children my wife her family i care about that my friends my church but I, like i just said but it kind of twitches my ear to hear that you know what mm-hmm. i mean because it's like immoral like you just like man they're not all immoral they have morals you know what i mean yeah so immediately you want to reject that but there's principle behind what he says so he says it real crazy and that's why i said there are like as soon as they hear him say it, it's going to be like ah oh, this guy but his 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 proof is when 75 percent have children out of wedlock fathers aren't raising the children is that moral or immoral is that moral it's immoral you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I mean? So it sets a tone. And if, if, the, if the father is not being moral, and we know, you know, as Christians yeah. looking at the book or, or Jews looking at the book or Muslims looking at the book, it starts with the man, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the man, you know, is, is that important block in that structure of the family to pass down morals, to be obedient to God, to lead in the faith. If it stops there and he's not there, man. Um, is he a pastor of, of a predominantly black church? Probably not. No, I have no idea. I haven't seen his church, probably but probably not. Black people in there. Probably not. You know. Yeah. And I don't know four. if this. I'm just. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's like, it's, it's only like, four. Of them? <laughs> um, you know, because I'm thinking, if he, if he, if he's a, if he's a pastor of a black church, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to talk to your community. You know, it makes sense to talk to the demographic that you mm-hmm. serve. And that, so it I don't know who's make, in his church, but that's who he's talking to. Yeah, that's the guest that he has on the, the 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 people that he's trying to reach and and to to give them that hope to say hold on, this this was a problem you know basically like crack brought in the community mm-hmm. you know by the government and dropped off in bundles and saying here you know get money yeah um and then everyone moms and dads is strung out you know mm-hmm. so we can point to where the problem is and say hold on let's stop selling the crack yeah <laughs> let's stop selling the heroin yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. um to each other's mothers and fathers. So he's pointing to the welfare state and saying, look, go back and marry your husband. Go back and marry the man. Go, you know, or marry in the future. Marry the man. Men, be men. Mm-hmm. Stand by your family. Take care of your family. Stop marrying the government and relying on them because it's a sellout and it's, 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 it's degrading um, the community as a whole. Yeah. Um, Bruce, are you ready? Uh, no. 
because of me, mm-hmm. um, because of my choice. And so I think that's, I'm like a complex guy because mm-hmm. I was raised by my dad. So some things was there, like it's, it's ingrained in me from being a child. It's, it's what I was taught. It's who, you know, who I am. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a point where when I got to be 14 and the connection with my father went away, mm-hmm. I went all the way away. Mm-hmm. I went from, you know, being a boy scout to cooking crack, bagging Coke. You know what I mean? Like, um, man, and we, we yeah. joked in the, in the marijuana podcast, you know, how yeah. much we smoked and how much, you know, pounds or whatever we would go through periodically. Um, I can, I can say this hands down. That would have never happened. I'm glad it happened <clears throat> in my life. I'm glad it was an experience I had because it's what got me here today. Um, and it's the reason why I, I have witnessed deliverance mm-hmm. in those areas. Um, so I don't regret it, but I know that it would never have happened. Mm-hmm. Had my mother and father separated and the connection with my dad been lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's never, you know, I tell my, my mom that, but it's never a shot against my mom. And I think a lot of this, I think the moms have like an immediate, like um, it's off-putting or offensive um, as if they couldn't have done good enough for you. You know, all right, the man left, but I think I did a pretty good job, you know. And then to my mom, again, I'm not part of the black community. She's not, you know, but so we're not in that statistic or that home. Mm-hmm. But even to mine, it's like, no, I'm not discounting anything you did or attempted to do you know, to be there for me in whatever aspect you had to. But we can't deny that there was a component missing. Mm -hmm. There was a component missing and there was a structure missing and something that he was the backbone of. Mm -hmm. And that was taken away and I went awry. Like, I went wild. And I I think it really is all relevant because if we look at, if we look at how the family structure, how the family unit is structured, husband, wife, children mm-hmm. you know then i like to always go down to the dog cat goldfish mm-hmm. but if if the child is fatherless then that means the mother is husbandless mm-hmm. so so that means you know it's not only affecting you know and and because we're talking about the black family unit today mm-hmm. you know that not only affects the black you know the the black men or the black children but it also affects the black woman, mm-hmm. you know. And this thing, it's, this thing is like cancer, you know. It starts with just this, but next thing you know, man, this thing is then then blown into this whole mm-hmm. giant thing where now you need to bring in ex, uh, chemotherapy and and all of this other mm-hmm. other you know stuff. Um, and it wasn't meant to be. It it, it wasn't meant to be. Um, we should never. It should never got to the point where. We should have never got to this, to this point. I think that's that's the only way I can think of think mm-hmm. to say it now. Um, I I don't know. I think um, something needs to be done. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. How how how, how can we, like uh, let me let me start with this. Is this the first time that you're hearing this perspective? No. Okay. I, I think about it all the time. Okay. I mean, and and that's why I was real hesitant. I wasn't hesitant about the conversation. Um, I just know how I feel. And like I said, I'm not one that's big on statistics mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. I just know how I feel. Yeah. And, and what you know. Right. Yeah. From personal yep. experience. Yep. I just don't think it's right. You yeah. know, I don't think it's right that that men, I have six beautiful children. They're all by the same 
woman, mm -hmm. which is my wife, mm -hmm. you know, and I just don't think it's, um, this is just me. I don't yep. think it's right that you should just go out and haphazardly, you know, make babies. I, I, yeah. and, I, and, and, and that's not even coming from a Christian standpoint. I wasn't saved, mm -hmm. you know, when my pops was, boy, don't ever let no man take, yeah. this is coming from a man who, it's a professed atheist. Doesn't want to hear Don't about your God. Anything to do with <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, this is what this man is saying. That's what he taught me. You know, and so. And that, that's an issue, too, is sometimes what we call the world and what we condemn and say we can't be a part of is sometimes more moral than the church is. I mean, and our pastor deals with it, man. Sisters, I don't know if it's timing, but sisters have to go to the bathroom or something. But they get up and walk out. But it'd be the same ones that have four or five baby dads. Yeah. And yep. he's like, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend another man. He can defend yeah. himself. But even as I'm listening, I'm like, well, he's not, he's, he's really not, you know, he's, he gets sometimes, but he, he's not trying to hurt nobody's feelings. Mm. He's literally just saying, girl, you know, <laughs> stop playing yeah. down with those men. Stop yeah. doing this. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. And maybe he's not articulating it the right. way he could or backing it up. Mm -hmm. um, completing the big picture of what's going on right now, how yeah. it's going to affect your children, how it's going to affect their futures. Um, but man, when you deal with it though, and maybe like we talked about the last podcast, maybe we're, we've gone about it the wrong way. Um, because the reason why I ask, is it the first time? Because a lot of people, they hear so much of the other rhetoric, the other talking points that a lot of these guys, these guys have big issues with, you know, uh, Sharpton and, and Jesse Jackson and all these, all these pillars yeah. and leaders that never once mention this. Yeah. They invite them to be on their radio shows to talk to them. They've invited them 150 times. They've never accepted because they know their stances. They point to this statistic and this problem. But what they do is they leverage, you know, the, the victim, uh, victimization and victimhood and say, it's all going to be okay. You know, they got to stop doing this to you. Right. Um, and they cash checks off of, you know, other people's problems. Um, and that's the problem. I'm, I'm speaking from what I've heard from them. That's the problem they have with them. Mm -hmm. um, and me personally, I'm not here to say, what's, what's wrong with the community? What, what, what are y'all really doing? You know, I, I'm not doing that, but I care. Yeah. I care because it's my family, it's my friends, my church, like I said. But if, it's, if it is a problem that needs to be addressed, how do we go about it so that my friends, some of which I hope to sit down at this table, don't end up in this cycle. Don't end up with this problems. Don't have kids incarcerated, you know, because they didn't have a good man in their life, you know, or whatever the case may be. I want to help prevent any problem that can be. So the, the question I ask now is, A, if we're not hearing this, how can we change? If no one is saying this, it's not on, it's not on the television. It's not, they do reports. Uh, Routers does a study and it's, and it's leaked real quietly because no one wants to talk about the outcome of that study because it doesn't favor the narrative. Um, and it's like being buried, it's being hidden from people. Yeah. Um, and then, so how do you reach your sister in Christ? How do you talk to them? How do you reach your sister in Christ that's, you know, on her second or third baby dad or, or second or third child, you know, um, but there's no husband in the home. There's no, there's no structure there, you know? I think it's, it's a delicate matter because, you know, the sisters are in, in a sense, I think they, I think they're victimized um, from, I think they're victimized, whether it's they're victimized by that, that guy who sweet talked them into laying down and then boom, something happens. You know, I, I don't think no one, 
you man, you gotta be a straight savage to just go in and say, yo, I'm gonna get her pregnant just so she can have a baby out of wedlock. I don't I don't think there may be a couple out there. They but, they savage because they they get them pregnant so they can take care of them. So the woman has to take care of them. I I, be, I believe that some, there's some, some, but but I also think I don't think I don't think it's a a, a big majority. No, because I don't think so. you know, because these same females they they can get savage too. Mm-hmm. Oh oh oh, I see you in I see you in the local child support court. You know, yeah. nine months yeah. from now. Yeah, I heard a man say how messed out child support was, and I had to hear him out. <laughs> First, because um, I thought he was going to say because, you know, the man take care of his kids, you still hit him for child support. No, he was just like, this whole time you were sleeping with that man and asked for nothing. Let him lay up on your couch, let him do whatever he want, but then he takes you off, you kick him out, and now you want to take him for child support. But he ain't been paying this whole time, and you didn't have a problem with it. Right. <laughs> that's, like, you that's know, crazy, so, yeah. like, I was like, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I think just going back to the, to the female victimization, I think we have to deal with it delicately, but we have to be truthful um, and, you know, as a, as a minister, you know, I, I man, people tell me and man, you're, man, you're way too natural. You're in the, cause I speak on the social issues. Cause I think that's yeah. just a major thing for me. Um, so I think it, it does have to come across, you know, our pulpits or whether they're outside on the street corner or whether they're inside of a, you know, what we call the church building that has to be talked about. And, but once again, like like we were talking about our pastor, he may not be the most articulate when it comes to explaining why, you know, you shouldn't, girls, you shouldn't do this, or even guys, because there are some guys who, you know, that are legitimately trying to do the right thing, but because the female is out for child support, you know, whatever, or whatever it is that she's trying to get, you know, no, I don't. Yeah, you know. They don't have to be child support, but they can be playing games. Yeah. Playing yeah. games. I don't want you a part of this right here because I'm trying to get me me, and you can't give me what the man over there at social services can give me. You know, but yet still he's trying to do his thing. I, I think there's some legitimate brothers out there that are trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I think it needs to be, you know, it does need to be studied so that it can be articulated. You know, coming across, you know, from church leaders or or just anyone in the church, you know. Um, I think he was like, like spot on with the whole um, like mental aspect of it. I mean, that's what we get this whole thing called daddy syndrome from. Like, you know, with these girls yeah. and, and with their with all these different men having all these different kids and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, not saying necessarily looking for that father, but that. That they're, they're, male figure, they're looking for the father. Counterpart. Yeah, they yeah. are because if the if if they grow up in a house where the father is not there, mm. they're looking for that ma- that male love, you yeah. know that yeah. that they were missing out on when you know when in their prime years, you know two, three, four, five, mm. hour, you know whatever it is, and so they go looking for love in the wrong places. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that. You I don't know what the numbers even... are on that. But you I can't even that. call them out on it now because now you have slut shaming. So you can't say it's a real thing, slut shaming. You can't nope. say 
Girl, slow down. You mess with all these men on. Oh, oh, so a man can do it, but I can't do it. A man can sleep with a whole bunch of women, but I can't sleep with a whole bunch of men. It's a problem. And blah, 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 blah. No, it's both of you. You both are, you both are your sluts. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm not trying to discriminate. I like, just say it's just women the both of you are. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. so right don't nasty. try to bring that up. And like, you know, oh, you're coming at me because I'm a woman and I can't sleep with. No, you shouldn't be. And he shouldn't be either. Like, I don't get yeah, that's it. that's crazy. It's like basic two wrongs. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce, what you got? Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing I want to say, or just talk about the video. Um, I think when you see the rise of, you know, fathers not being in the home, I think that speaks to what was happening in the community on the back end, as far as like drugs being pushed in. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, jobs being taken out, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, you know, I, uh, when I, I can't remember exactly, uh, the year, but it was a point in time when you had full flourishing black communities mm-hmm. with businesses, banks, mm-hmm. own thing, you know, and those things were destroyed. So it's like, well, when that happens and then you don't really get a chance to properly rebuild that whole community. And then it's almost like okay, the government sweeps in, and then hey, we'll we'll handle that. We'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. And then you know, well, well, you don't have anything. You don't have a way of getting anything. You're struggling. You're going to take what you can, and then got drugs come into the community. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why. And and then to see that now it went from you know seventy five seventy five percent in the black community, and now it's twenty five percent in the white community. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it went from an attack on the black community. Now, it's just a full-on attack on people. Yeah, yeah it's an attack on the poor. Yeah, right. and the, yeah, the poor. And it's yeah. like, they know, you know what I mean? If someone's living... It, it's, in a, a, it's an attack on the family. Yeah. I, I, you know, reading uh, what I'll say is, uh, you know, conspiracy oh yeah, documents. yeah 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 you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're real yeah, clear. Yeah, was, yeah. I, I've said this before. Like, you never see in these leaked documents or any type of these programs that are being run, you don't hear them mention races at all. That's true. You hear them mention, you know, tearing down the father Mm -hmm. or the ones that stay in the home, emasculating him so he can't do anything. Um, And they use different language than I care to use right now, but Mm -hmm. I'm being whipped, you know, being whipped and um, everything has to go through the wife. And and that's what we see, you know, Homer Simpson, the you know, family guy, you know, the dad is always this fat, blubbering idiot that can't do anything right and and can't do anything without his wife and his wife's always chastising him. The dad is Um, dumb. Every show, know, the father's stupid. So so I I I do agree to an extent, but I I don't think it's limited to a race. I think it's definitely or the poor. it's definitely the poor serfs. The poor families. The 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 poor are serfs. But if they if they degradate the family unit then you'll all be poor. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just break the structure which creates success. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and that's that leads to poverty. That leads to crime. That leads, you know, you don't have to sell drugs if you have uh, everything you need. Your mom's provided for. Your dad's provided for. You know, you have a college, you know, path. You probably will take drugs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to party. Right. But, you know, and a lot of these guys will point to, like, I don't fault the young kids for selling drugs because a lot of times when your dad's not there, the drugs is the only opportunity you see. Maybe others, but it's the only one you're presented with is drugs, and you know that you have to help your mom provide. That's now put 
on the black son is help mom. Mm -hmm. Help pay these bills. Absolutely. Get a bill in your name, you know, take care of something. And it's and it's pressure, you know. Yeah. And I don't I don't know this firsthand, obviously, but I know it from my friends. Yeah. I, I, I watched yeah. it happen as we were yeah. teenagers. And and I'm not disrespect. They love their mom, and I don't think their moms were bad people. But I saw it being a hindrance to that man being able to do anything in his life. It's unfair. Because the child's trying to take care of the parent. He'll never be an adult that takes care of himself while he's doing that. It's supposed to be your dad doing that. Your dad's supposed to take care of your mom. That wasn't your, that wasn't your responsibility. So now you're paying someone else's bills. How can you, how can you afford college? Right. How can you afford to start a business? You can't do that because you're paying a light bill and every check is gone. Yeah. You know? But um, I will say, you know, I kind of want T to chime in because um, I know they're, they're definitely reasonable. Um, it's definitely reasonable statements and views. There's some cases where I don't think I, th I think there's there's another side to that coin as well. And I've mentioned one like being the family, being being the target. But um, um, what, what do you what do you think? Um, The, the, see, uh, Jesse Lee Rock, Peterson. Peterson, yeah. He actually speaks about that time when, you know, and he, and he just did too. Larry Elder just yeah. did talking about there was a time where it was more probable, far more probable that you'd be uh, born into, you know, uh, whatever he referred to it as, but um, the family, the normal family. Um, well, I won't say normal. People get offended when you call something normal. Um, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, though, but. <laughs> But he was saying, he's like, look, if, if racism and that, that, that's probably where I would go with that. All right. Let's let's assume, you know, all those things took place, which which are problems. They're definitely wrong. They're definitely wrong. Things definitely took place. Um, but I think the, the question that they ask is, is let's say, is that stopping Bruce today? Is that, you know, they brought crack in in the 80s. They brought, you know, heroin in, in the 70s, you know. Is that stopping Bruce today? You know, there was a time when black businesses were flourishing. They owned banks. They were starting colleges and schools. And he was saying, like, look, I was born on a plantation, you know, back during Jim Crow era. And we owned property. We had families. We were we were more successful then, even in our oppression with racism all mm -hmm. around us. Yeah. You know, and now a lot of that, the laws have been removed. You know, the civil rights have been changed, you know, the, for Great strides have been made. I know it would be it would be argued that it's altogether gone, and I don't think anyone suggests that there's no such right. thing as racism. And that's that's and I want to point that yeah, out. That's the yeah. first thing people hear is, "What do you mean there's not racism? There's definitely there'll always be racism. Yeah. There's racism. There's tribe tribalism of all types. Yeah. Cowboys versus yep. eagles. You know, people <laughs> from Maryland, people from Delaware. You know what I mean? It's just MOT, Milford. You know, Lake Forest. We find every reason to separate ourselves. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, um, they would argue that. If if we did better under those circumstances, then then even if those things happen in the community, what is actually how are those things stopping you today? Well, like or, or let let me say making our children immoral, making our children commit so going to crime and things like that. My grandparents raised me, mm -hmm. so I seen the you know the traditional household structure, mm -hmm. and not only did they raised me, they raised my other cousins, you know. And my grandfather, you know, he um, he took on a lot of responsibility because, you know, they married. You know, my grandmother had kids. He had kids. And they married. And, you know, he took all that on. So I knew not to – 
Because I knew I couldn't. If I go out there, mm-hmm. the first time I got high, mm-hmm. I came in the house and went straight in the room, went to sleep. It was like 5.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, first I, time. <laughs> my gr- yo, my grandma, she said, what's, you hungry? No, I'm going, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Because <laughs> it's 5.30, I'm, I'm sleeping, mom. I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. And I was hungry. <laughs> yeah. But I was not about to go out to that table yeah. and sit in front of my grandfather and my grandmother demolish a plate <laughs> no I wasn't even gonna make it they were demolished too yeah, yeah. 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 Be, yeah. what's wrong with your eyes boy what you been doing yeah. oh huh huh nothing you yeah. know what I mean like I knew the consequences yeah. yeah you know what I mean but that's because I was raised with a father in the home mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's not like uh, it's not like where when I moved and I was living in a father's home mm-hmm. then it was like you know what I mean? I'm I'm I'll come in the house at four o'clock. Ain't nobody gonna tell me otherwise. You know what I mean? Cause my grandfather ain't here. Yep. And that was that was that. You know what I mean? So, but I think that's that was me personally. You know what I mean? I I can't know. So am I affected by crack, heroin, and all that stuff? Not personally. You know what I mean? I'm not because I don't and I didn't involve myself yeah. in that because I didn't have to. And I knew also not to, you know what I mean? But then too, it's like when you got people, I seen, you know what I mean? I seen, I'll never forget it. I was with my cousin one day and we was in, you know, we was in Dover somewhere, one, you know, one of the neighborhoods. And it was an older guy out there. And it was a guy, it was a, it was a kid. I was probably like 11 and he was probably like 12 years old. And I'll never forget it. And that's kind of the reason why I stayed away from that because this dude, he said, man, you see this boy right here? He out here selling crack. He out, and the, and the dude, the boy was, he wasn't no older than me. And he was ashamed of it. I got to see his whole face. Like, he was just like, you know, it wasn't nothing he was proud of. But it was just the fact, like, the dude was like, man, he said, I tried to steer him right. He didn't want to listen. He said, you don't do that. He said, if I can't get to him, I'm going to get to you. You know, it was like one of those deals. And that was almost like the village. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have that now because now it's like the people that are that were probably his age that should be protecting you yeah, or propagating be, you. Yeah, they're, they're, putting they're, you they're, on. Yeah, putting yeah. you on. I'm going to yeah. put you on, young boy. I'm going to put you on, you know, instead of being like, nah, man, don't do that. Yeah. So now, now if that if 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 that did happen, but would the kids today listen, would it even impact them like it impacted you at the time? I think it would. Yeah. I think if it came, I think if it came from, you know what I mean, somebody that they see around. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they know. Because I know older generations always speak poorly of the new generation, of the younger generation. And I know, and I think it's just, it's, you're not a part of it. You know what I mean? And now you're the, you're the adult a little bit. So. Yeah. Um, but I do see the younger generation is not caring. Like even, you know, the conversation with like uh, hip hop. You know, not respecting the OGs and not respecting, you know, the, the ones that came before. And um, but nonetheless, there's there's always a disconnect between one generation to, to another. Um, so do we do we say the whole generation is bad and don't want to hear it? Mm-mm. Are they really that deaf to any type nah, of, you know, not, adult no. figure? I don't think they I don't think they deaf. It's just no one's speaking to them who can speak to them. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It has to be the right person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, because if 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 we know that it's it's um the ones that should be protecting them right. you know the I'm I got I'm a, I'm a use team I'm, I'm going to <laughs> you know we all know T we know T used to be out there on the you know I'm you know I'm old school 
used to be out there on the cut. But now, look where he's at now. Right. So, but he's still within that same generation, you know, who's, you know, he's still at that age where there are other ones his age who was promoting them to do this. But now they see T, who they know for a fact used to do this, you know. But now T's like, nah, young buck, nah, young buck, mm -mm, no. I'm letting you know right now, ain't nothing, you don't want to do that. But, and it has to be more than just, you know, just one time T see him, you know. Um, but then it's got to stay like, on him. You got to become his father. That, and that, that's, that's what's missing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what's missing. It came full circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it. It's, yeah. it's, that's crazy. You know, and, and so so T, you know, I'm, I'm just using T as an example. Mm -hmm. T got to stay on him. Somebody like me, they look at me as just, yo, yo, old school. That's that's what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know you mean good, but you don't know what it's like out here. You don't know what it's like out here. I, you know, I need new sneaks. I'm like, yo, I got kids who need new sneaks, you know, but I'm never, they're not going to hear it from me. But they're here from... Somebody who's from that Somebody element. who can connect with them. Yeah, from that element. But yeah. but I think that, you know, the sad thing is, you know, the ones who can connect with them, and I think that's that's what this whole fatherless thing is at. The, you know, they didn't have no fathers, you know, and so now that what what, what can they do? And and I, I would have to say that that's where that's where it lies. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know what else to say besides that. T-Side, where you at? <laughs> I'm everywhere right now. <laughs> um, as far as the children or the younger generation needing someone who's been there, uh, while I think in theory that's correct, I really don't see it uh, because I, I am the guy that, that was in the streets. You know, they know I sold everything. Um they see me out there fighting, you know, they see I had a rep, they see, you know, me on the block rapping and they knew I was out there with them. They knew I was the guy that all the younger ones looked up to, mm -hmm. you know, and even today, um, I'll see some of them and they'll talk about who I was and how much they looked up to me, you know, and one even calls me a legend. But when I tell you that as this legend that you say I am, mm -hmm. that path you're going down that you know I was already on is not a good one for you. I could say this repeatedly, and it doesn't it doesn't matter to them, you know. One because you have more voices saying that's the right path, mm -hmm. you know. The rap culture, which mm. actually came in with it came in with the um, the degradation of the family as part of it, nineteen mm seventies -hmm. um, I believe when it started. But you have the welfare state, you have the rap culture, which all aided and pushing you know, these young men further down in the wrong direction. So for me as a voice, even though they know I was there, they're hearing it more from the guys who um, who are benefiting from it. You know, and that's that's the direction they're taking. Um, as far as the effect on fathers not being in the home, it's, it's a rough topic because um, it all, it, it makes me hold myself accountable, you know, even for my own failures as a father. Right. Um, and having two children that though I'm active in their lives, I'm not in the home. Mm -hmm. You see, so there's still um, hardships that 
I've put on my children from not being in the home with my children. You know, um, and I didn't have a father. My dad wasn't there. So all I knew was to, all I knew was to sleep with girls. You know, mm-hmm. I was told this is what you do. You know, this, this is how you become a man. And this is what a man does, man. You know, he gets staying off. And, you know, if you don't do that, then you're not a man. And, and I had and, to learn. And now that's, that's, the girls have followed suit. Yeah. And that's what they're looking for in the features of a man is a guy that has multiple women. Yeah. <laughs> or at least the capacity. They may want you to be loyal, loyal at the moment. But if you aren't pulling them and you're not known for that, they don't, they're not attracted. I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is what I'm getting, yeah. you know, from elsewhere. You know what I mean? So, so I got a question for you. You said you were told that this is what a, a man does. He, he gets girls X, Y, Z. You were told that from, from your mother or from just the, the culture itself? My mother didn't have anyone really consistent. And the dude that she was with was a lame. Um, so he taught you that? No. So, oh, but okay. from what I seen, I didn't see a good man coming from him, or I didn't see her with any good men. But the community is what told me. Like I grew up out BH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find out real soon that if you ain't getting none, then you're really a nobody. You know, if you're not getting any, if you're not getting any from the girls, if you're not on the block, you know, if you're not with the fellas, then you're not with the fellas. So, so this definitely has to be a generational thing, because I, one or two right way. I was there since from fourth grade to a year after high school. So, what, nine years, ten years, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Um, and that 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 wasn't. We all walked around there lying. We knew we was lying. Nobody's getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that, happens, I mean, that, <laughs> happens, that happens today, too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, but. I mean, we, we all were lying, you know, we, we, and, but you know, I will be honest with you, um, back then I can look back at, um, I can look back at a lot of the families, you know, and I'm just doing a real quick scan that there, there were, five, there were men yeah, yeah. in the homes with the women that yep. there really was that, that, that's amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And this is how BA some, you know, oh, all of this stuff is, you know, happening in the projects, you know, or, you know, yeah. public housing or whatever you want to call it. But, um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I think it's by design. Um, yeah. I think the destruction of the family is a necessary, um, it's, it's necessary for the state to get the power that or the government to, to, to gain the power, to gain the dependence that it needs for it to, to grow and to flourish. Yep. You know, because when you have limited government, you have the family unit. Yep. The stronger the government gets, they do things like the welfare state. They give you the hip hop culture. They, with the welfare, when the welfare state came in, you actually see a spike in divorces as well, because you make it possible for the woman to survive without the man, you know, so and to have better. no real need at all. Yeah. So, 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 the, then it still had. It sounds like to me, even though we were trying to, you know, not discuss the systemic racism, mm-hmm. you know, it still. It sounds like that's what it's still going back to. Um, I you, think it's not system, systemic racism. It's systemic classism. To me, okay. I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, it, it, there's no evidence that it was really based on race. 
Um, the narrative we're fed is it was black versus white, but man, we had Jews owning slaves, you had blacks owning slaves, you know, you had whites owning slaves in America. Um, before whites enslaved, yeah, and whites enslaved in America, but before before the welfare state, blacks were actually doing good, and uh, I believe Thomas Sowell references how the entire construction force was blacks. And they would actually come from the south to the north to underbid, you know, and get jobs yeah. because they could. And they were they were good workers, you know. So it wasn't like we were doing so bad and we didn't have anything. We were actually doing great, you know. And it had nothing to do with race. It was just we worked. You know, you got what you you got what you what you put you get out what you put in. Um, but they came, they being government. Yeah. Um, they're just it, it's actually higher family. than government, well, but yeah. And once again, I, I don't, you know, um, I, I'm not totally on board with the not systemic racism. The reason why I'm not totally on board with it, um, you know, what what is systemic racism? And I, I was going to give an example. Okay. Um, and I and from my understanding, is when uh, a system, mm-hmm. you know. Um, discriminates against a race, whether it's whether it's the black race, white race, or you know anything like that. So, and let's say those. So, and let's say a system would be the banking system. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I think we're all familiar with redlining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're not, those who may not be redlining is is when um, what banks would do is they would basically draw a red line around certain neighborhoods, mm-hmm. all right? And most of those neighborhoods that they drew the line were, lines around were poor black neighborhoods. And so if anyone lived within that red circle, when they come to apply for a mortgage for to buy a home, because this is the, you know, this is the land of, you know, if you're, you've made it once you own a home, mm-hmm. all right? So if I'm living within that circle and I go to the bank to try to apply for a mortgage, you know, Regardless of my credit score, yep. I'm still denied for whatever other reason. Well, credit score is great, but now they use income mm-hmm. as a means of not getting a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, in order for me to get get me and my family out of this neighborhood right here, which happens to be you know a majority black neighborhood mm-hmm. or definitely poor, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then the likelihood of me getting my family out of there or getting my family out of public housing or getting my family, you know, into something more stable, all of a sudden, you know, dwindles. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that, you know, with, you know, things like that going on. Mm -hmm. um, And you're talking about that, that, that exists today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I just want to make sure you weren't talking about something. It's illegal today. No, it it, it is illegal, but. Just in case, because I'm 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 part of a, a CRA group, um, and I'm not even going to try to promote that here. But you know, just at a conference in DC, mm-hmm. you know, a, a few months ago. What is CRA? Oh, uh, Community Reinvestment Act, okay. Okay. Um, or associations, um, and basically, they're, they're, they're I was in DC, and we we learned that even our local senators, um, both. Biden and, uh, not Biden, oh, Lord have mercy, uh, Carper mm-hmm. and uh, Coons. They both voted to to lax 
you know, the uh, the uh, the Dodd Frank laws, which mm-hmm. strengthens you know CRA you know CRA uh, um, uh, developments inside of banks, which basically says banks you have to show who you're lending money to and who you're not lending money to. So now they say they voted to say, nah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of lax those laws. They don't have to re- do the, do those you know have those report cards now. So now we don't know which banks. That are loaning money. Mm-hmm. We don't know which banks will loan money. I mean, um, that are not loaning money. This, that, and the other. So, that's to me. That's that's relevant to what we're talking about now. Right. Um, if the, the father isn't there, all right, that has to be dealt with from um, from a moral standpoint. From I think even from a Christian standpoint. Okay, but can you can you help this single mother out of the ghetto? Get, let her get a, you know, let her get a, uh, get a, a piece of property that, be, you know, yeah. where she can raise her family, you know, so that they can see something yeah. other than drug selling. And, and I, I, I want to confirm that even from my experience, it's not made to help you get out. Right. This, the 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 the, uh, the aid, the system that's there. Yeah. Um, it's not made to, to, to get you out. Absolutely it's, not. And then, and then, like we talked about earlier before, you know, actually, you know, recording all this. Is that um, the recipients aren't planning on getting out, right? You know, a, a, a majority mm-hmm. of them. You mm-hmm. know, that's and this, I think that's, that's why I can't mindset, say. Um, I think what what is done, especially with redlining, um, as an example, is we look at we look at a part of it and and connect it, associate it um, with racism. But I really, I can't. I really, I don't see that as proof of sy- systematic racism, only because. We, as a people, I'll just use the black community, um, we created the stigma around us. We, we've, um, and we've su- not supported, but we fulfilled the statistic mm-hmm. of black people, you know, um, of being ratchet, of not wanting to get out of the system. You know, so where we see redlining, for example, where we see that take place is after the blacks had proven themselves to be pretty much like animals. You know, that's just, I know it sounds crazy, but when yeah, we I, start I couldn't acting, say that. I couldn't say that. We start acting <laughs> like when we, when you <laughs> act like the people that they see you as, yeah. you can't, you can't tag that as racism because you fulfilled the narrative and now I, they judge you according to what you have, to what, to the, um, prevailing perspective perspective on this uh this 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 group of people you know if this happened when blacks were when they owned things you know and they were still redlining you mm-hmm. even though you had the family you know you were doing good you owned land and all that if, and they still wouldn't give you anything then it's like okay see that seems like racism mm-hmm. but when you become <clears throat> that thing that they fear and now they don't want to do with you i don't think that's racism i think that you've pretty much Shot yourself in the foot at that point. So okay, say or shot others in the foot. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's what I'm this, about to say. This, this gentleman with a with a beautiful button up shirt on, <laughs> right up to his neck, face all <laughs> swollen and tight, son. Unloose the button, little. Like you hear about the They just feel bad for you. <laughs> we gotta give him an opportunity. Um, but he shows but, up. Yeah, that's all about having nothing to do. Yeah, none of that stuff with the the animalistic, you know, yeah. savagery or whatever. And, and that's, I think, bigger picture. We don't realize how our, our, our actions influence so many others. 
You know, like like that. You're you're making you're a representative. Like you're a representative of the church. Mm-hmm. That's that guy's why a representative really... of his community, mm-hmm. not just the black community, but people that live at Brightway. Yeah. So when someone from Brightway comes, who wants to only be there for a minute, mm-hmm. comes to get a loan. Hand up, not yeah. a hand out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. comes yeah. to get a loan. Credit scores, man, it's, it's up there right with anyone else that, that's from Shawnee Acres or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, regular community, mm-hmm. not regular, yeah. you know what I mean? Just, right, you know, yeah. residential area. Yeah. Um, I did I did have two questions. I, I, I know you had a response um, to, to T, um, but I had two questions, and he kind of he kind of touched on it, which I'm okay. glad. But not, not that, again, I don't – white people are so scared to talk, man. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> I know I wouldn't offend you. I just man, you're white? I didn't, wouldn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> that sounded key. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He white. Um, he white. Oh, snap. Someone else like, he is. <laughs> I never even know. Um, but I don't say this because of that. Because, again, I for mm-hmm. those that don't know me, I don't have an agenda, yeah. you know, to try to make it your fault black community mm-hmm. i'm not but trying to whittle out trying to get down to like for instance the the redlining yeah um for face value and there's a bunch of stuff when 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 there's debates and conversations about systematic racism mm-hmm. there's a bunch of things that we mm-hmm. take for face value and we're like see it's based on race mm-hmm. you know and yep. and it, and it that's our perception it looks like that's the case mm-hmm. um so the only question i had is that i'm not sure if if See, we would we would probably define not you and me, but people yeah, yeah. would define systematic racism differently, and that's why it's important yeah, yeah. to ask, what do you mean by systematic racism? I see people have successful conversations, and they happen when we define terms, mm-hmm. and then so we know how when you speak of uh, sexism, you know, or right. se- being sexist or misogynistic, what do you mean by that? Um, so that's why I asked about yeah. sy- systematic, now our sy- systemic, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, and I think that. I may be more to a class or, or, or a group of people that is going to say that the system doesn't express through its policy procedure and laws mm-hmm. that if you're of this race, you mm-hmm. can't get it. Mm-hmm. And that's what many, I'm not going to say it's the right definition, but that's how racism used to be systemic yeah. because it was expressly stated, you can't eat here, you can't drink mm-hmm. here, right. you can't bank here mm-hmm. you can't you know and yeah, that's where they're saying the that that system is not tolerated anymore that there's laws against it there's mm-hmm. laws against discrimination when it's discrimination um and i think the other side of it is is like man they doing it they just ain't saying it the language change you know yeah the, the language, language changes. changes right but is yeah. the in my my question about the red line is um and maybe a banking expert or a, maybe right. you, you you could speak to it but um it, is the redlining like based yeah. on race or is it is it based on risk? I think because I know with you, banks, this it's, is just it's based I'm on not, risk. I'm, I'm not you know? a CRA, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a CRA representative, mm-hmm. but I believe they use risk mm-hmm. as the reason. The reason, okay, absolutely. Now, now is it? Now, no. Is it justified risk? Like, like T said, and, and not necessarily gunning each other down the street, mm. but have they seen um, pulled data from like the last 20 years of loans mm-hmm. coming from, you know, homeowners or coming from people that live in this district, in this area, and said, you know, 
80% or 60% or 50%, you know, either foreclosed or laid on payments or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And now as a bank, they're looking at that track record and saying, man, this district is, is a high risk area. And if, is that what, what they're doing? And is, is that, is that justified? Yeah. Um, from what I know, that is not what they're doing. They're, okay. they're not looking at this particular area. They're the ones who are the most riskiest because mm -hmm. that would be, that would almost, that, so, that, so that would be like crazy for, um, and I'm thinking of, oh, wow. What's that, what's that bank that has the, uh, the uh, horse and carriage? Fells Wargo, right? Yeah. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Fells Wargo. Yeah. Wells Fargo. Fells Wargo. Fells Wargo. Well, just say yeah, Wells Fargo. And, and, and that's a local bank here. But they recently, they recently just, I mean, they they lost a billion-dollar lawsuit. I mean, when I say billion, not just one billion. But um, but they were they were taken to court because of this this redlining and, and other wow. other unfair wow. lending yeah. practices. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, That's why so I sincerely ask. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know. And, and I'm not know. an expert on it, so I, I can only you know mm -hmm. speak on what I know. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the reasons why they have this new this new. If you've guys seen it on on television, this new campaign, uh, PR campaign, yeah, yeah. the old that's Wells Fargo. We're going back to what we originally, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so and I and I learned about it when I was over in D.C. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then when I when I heard about when I've heard some of the customers here in Delaware, you know, talking about some of the things that Wells Fargo was doing to them. And I'm like, yo, that, that, that is real. You know, I thought it was just something, you know. So at, my at, question at the, would know, be, is that systematic? Because when you say systematic, I'm thinking that the system as a, as a whole. So if it's the banking system, I'm thinking the entire system, not some it within the system. Because you, we can do the same thing for groups, you know. Yeah. That because these men are racist, that the entire group is racist. No, no, I, no. You I, know, yeah, so when we say yeah, systematic, yeah. I'm thinking the system itself, not some within the system, because there are corrupt banks. They, I work for M&T. Um, we learned a lot about redlining and some of the things that went on during the um, the housing bubble. Mm -hmm. But um, that wasn't universal to every bank. No, it wasn't universal you know, to every bank. And yeah. I think the same thing is with the redlining or other aspects where there are some cases where the people in charge were racist, you know, but if for me to believe that the system is racist, I would, we'd have to understand then why is it that the same system implements laws against racism? Mm -hmm. You see, like if system as a whole is racist, then it doesn't seem because like it's in his I, best I, interest. This, I, I think, I think, the reason why laws are put in place because it's it's inherently wrong. It is wrong to you know racism is wrong, and so for anyone to to fight against that when the norm, you know people normally say yo that is not right. When the majority of a, of a people are saying that is not right, they have to put laws in place to show that okay okay we're not yeah. racist. Yeah, you know the language just changes. That's what it the, is. The, the language just changes. The guy who owns is the that bank. true? That interpretation though, that the language has changed. The language just changes. Like, that's, that's but, it. but it means yeah. the same thing. But it still means the yeah. same thing. But now it just now it's like okay to make it look better. Right. We're going to change the language and draw in more people. It's, from, it's, here you go. Here's a, here's a good example. Um, let me put on this dolly. Let me put on this long skirt. 
You know what I mean? With these, with yeah, as Bishop Foster say, these cotton dock stockings, you know, this, that, and the other. So now I'm saved. Okay, well, you, 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 you did it, you know, you did the dressed outward thing. Yeah, dressed it but up. But inwardly, you're still crazy, you know. So I think, and, and like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I can't, I personally cannot say that, you know, I've had a problem with, you know, with, with a bank. You know, I mean, I just recently went and applied for a mortgage and and got approved. You know, wasn't you know, wish I could have got more. You know what I mean? But but I, I didn't. You know, and it was based and I think it was done fair. It was based on what this is what your income says you can get. But there are, there are hundreds and thousands of other people who said that even though I did the same thing that you did, it didn't work out for me. You know. Can can you go to another bank? Can I go to another? I mean, bank? I'm not. I'm not. That was my question. Like, because we we've now set like we we'll use uh, Wells Fargo. It'd be know. one thing if it was just one bank, but I, I don't think I don't think um, I don't think redlining was was put in place because one bank was doing it. I okay. think it was that's, something common within the was. banking system. Because the bank that you worked at, PNC mm-hmm. Bank, uh, M and T, M and T, you know. You know, they they taught you guys about redlining mm-hmm. because it was a common practice within the banking system. Mm-hmm. So if it was they a had, common they practice, they implemented that because of the uh, lawsuits that had just came. Not necessarily because it was a universal practice. Um, just like with the housing bubble and informing you about uh, how they were giving, which is crazy. Because yeah. if we use redlining to justify systematic racism in the banks than what was the housing bubble where they were just giving money. You that know? wasn't right either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that so, wasn't right either. So it's like, so now we just give yeah, you money because you're black. You know, yeah. we just give you money and that well, that thing was just to give, just like with redlining, you take away from this area, um, you stay away from this area. Yeah. With the bubble, they were just giving, knowing that cats could not sustain, you know, yeah. what they were being given. They couldn't that get back. That was just pure greed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, knew, they knew they were going to default, but they get to cash out on the front end. Because them, them guys don't care about only one, they only care about one color. Green. green. And that's green. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's always been my, my question if something is, you know, even if it's done by racists, if they can make money off you, they will. That's what slavery is about. It mm-hmm. wasn't black, what race. black, red, anything. It was whoever can we get to make money off of. How do we run our business? How do we how do we run our houses, our farms, and you know build our towns and whatever, um, or nothing? And it still happens today. I just shared on someone else's uh, post that there's over 35 million known slaves in the world mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and no one is talking about them. <laughs> no one cares about yeah. them. You know, it's a great narrative for you know how much oppression and injustice. But if you if we care that much about oppression and injustice, how come we're not, you know, lobbying? Congress and, and protesting out front of Washington, you know, about the slavery that still exists. Um, so I want to, I want to, I want to agitate a little bit. Um, you know, uh, ask the ask an agitating, you know, question or, or uh, whatever. Um, there's there's a, an angle that would say, so if I'm a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. I start the uh, Keith Adams Bank, okay. I ain't got too much to loan y'all, by the way. <laughs> I'm taking all applicants, but I ain't got yeah, much to get. You know. kinda... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just starting off, you know. Um, but I've got my bank, right? And my bank, you know, runs up. What? How does the bank make money? Loaning Loan and interest. Money. 
Yeah. Yeah. Loaning at interest. Um, but mostly, or I charge you mm -hmm. extreme amounts for a checking account uh, hmm. and make a little extra. Um, yeah. but anyway, so if, if, if I look at Bruce and I'm like, nah, you can't get no money here. Why can't I do that? You if can. it's my money and my bank. If your bank is privatized, you can. Aren't all banks? Then he should be able to do that. Yeah. It's like any private business has so, the right to. I'm not saying it's right, but I think I think the 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 world, you know, our country. But you know, I think sometimes we look at things wrong and we think someone should stop them from uh, not wanting to hire a gay man or not wanting to hire someone that looks like this or does that. And if it's their business, like I, like we, we all are, well, not we all, but a couple of us here, you know, are self-employed, have our own businesses. Mm -hmm. And I don't want no one else telling me I had to hire someone and like, you know, let's say it was a, it was, it was a gay guy and they know I'm a Christian who says, oh, I think homosexuality is wrong. I don't have no problem with gay people. And he could be a, a, a dope, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever he's being hired for. Um, but either I can't pay him or I don't have, you know, I don't have the work to keep, whatever it may be. But I'm now exposed to someone telling me who I should hire in my business or who I should, you know, give certain prices to in my business or payment plans or whatever the case may be, or I'm discriminating and I'm biased. I'm like, it's my freaking business. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I have to make the best decisions I have to. And ultimately, you know, like everyone... Uh, hates capitalism and hates the big CEOs getting the big che checks and the and the chairman's getting the big money. But you didn't start no business. You didn't build nothing from the ground up. Right. You didn't expose yourself to liability and debt and employ a thousand other people to do so. Mm -hmm. I think they I think they have a right to make a little more. But guess what? I'm a guy that has worked for myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that if I'm the one that exposes myself to all the liability, if I'm the one that takes my hard cash and which most of the time a lot of people don't, but they use somebody's money. But nonetheless, if, if I'm the bank, if I'm the business owner, if I'm Walmart, if I'm whoever, and you know, I'm Sam Walton and I started business and I'm like, you know what? Um, just how he came in dressed and you call it hip hop culture. I call it lazy, no good mm -hmm. because you came in with your pants sagging, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, clothes don't fit you. You know, you're not, you got a, a rough cut beard. You know what I mean? It's not all trimmed looking, looking pretty. And I look at that like, that's not a good worker. Mm -hmm. Man don't respect himself. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying it's yeah. right. I'm just, I'm just saying at what you point? You have the right. At what though line? Though it may not be right, you still have the right. If Again, if it's a private organization, something that you created, mm -hmm. if it's not uh, funded by the government, you have the actual right to discriminate as you will. Until it's taken away. Yes. Because if, it, if it's not, you see... I think I think laws are good and situations like that are good when we're protecting people that are being held down. But I'm not holding you down by not giving you my money. Mm -hmm. And you know, and if it's a private yeah. bank, I mean, that's we're we're asking them to borrow money we don't have, which, like you said, is the way of the world. It's how you know you've made it in this world is because you can get a mortgage, you can get a house, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing that concept in the ring that it's like, well, before we start. Even even saying it's not fair, why is it not fair? It's his money, it's his bank. Yeah. Does it have think, to be fair? <laughs> I no, think I it should. Think be fair. If it's if it's if it's theirs, that's cool. That's fine. It ain't gotta be fair. I won't agree with it. But mm -hmm. it's yours. You know, if I go to work for somebody and they lay me off after a week, well I'm gonna be like, Oh man, it ain't right, it ain't right, but we don't need you. Yeah. Cause I are they in business? 
to give everyone a hand up? Are they in business to make sure everyone has an equal opportunity? No. They're in business to make as much money as they can, and they're going to do that however they yeah, see fit. They're going to protect their own interests. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that's uh, virtuous mm -hmm. or, or righteous or moral, um, but is it completely immoral to say, yeah, people that live here, I don't want to give them money? Mm. I think it is. Yeah? How yeah. so? Why, why, why should I be obligated to give you money if you live in a district that I don't want to give money to? Um, just play it. Uh, I, yeah. I really don't mm -hmm. care. And I really don't. I'm just. No, no, no. It's a good yeah. question. Um, because it's the right thing to do. And if. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I opened a business. Yeah. To earn an income. Mm -hmm. What's right to you may not be right to me. I, I, Ooh, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I yeah. didn't say it was illegal. Yeah. I just think it's unfair if you. If you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't serve everyone, like for instance, you know, I was faced with that. I ain't gonna lie, I was faced with that challenge, with, um, you know, with when I, you know, when I started, you know, BTN photos. I'm like, man, what happens if, you know, someone, you know, if a gay couple comes and, you know, they want to, you know, get um, you know, get some get some photos done, and I ain't gonna lie. You know, I kind of, I hope and pray that it wouldn't happen, but it did happen, you know, and, um, and I ain't going to, I will be honest, I was kind of blindsided because, you know, when the young lady hit me up, you know, you know, she was letting me know I'm getting some engagement photos done and this, that, and the other. And we met, you know, when the, when the day came, we met at the, at the, at the shooting location, you know, and, and I saw her get out of the car. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think that is her. And then when. I saw her, you know, her her partner get out the car. I'm like, oh, that looks like another female. Maybe he's in the car too, you know. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he must be in the back seat. Yeah, I'm like, okay, maybe he's in the car too. And next thing you know, nobody else got out of the car. And I'm like, oh, oh no, it's just them. Yeah, that's just <laughs> It's crazy. I can't, I can't that's wait to watch this. <laughs> oh, I was like, yo, it's just them. You know? And so, you know, I'm like, so what do I do? You tell, know, him and, tell him Terry Neal's on the way. But, you know, but it, it all came down to, you know, Yo, I'm just gonna give my best at the project, and I think that the photos were dope. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't support, you know, homosexuality or you know, or gay relationships. You know, but they're still people. But did you not have a right to I reject had the, the service? Right, but that, you're right. I had the right to refuse because it's it's a privately owned business, so I understand that. But I'm just saying, you know, to me, it wasn't right to deny them, you know. A good quality product. I, I just that's just me. You know, it's a moral thing to me. You know, um, so I, I don't know. Uh, um, if if you say if you say you're in the business of if you say that you open up a bank to, to loan money to you know to to the to the community or whatever the case may be, then you know hold fast to your word and loan to the whole community. I think if they came like. With proper documentation, I see your track record of how you was get your you was trying to get your credit up. You have things paid on time. Like the same 
ca- uh, the same criteria same that I would hold to someone else in a different neighborhood and you're in this neighborhood and yours add up, if anything, I would commend you a little bit more because you was in this environment and still did it. So yes, I would loan a person a bank that came, I mean, money from that area that came with that criteria, that came correct. Because that, like I said, if anything, I would look at that as even more of an accomplishment when you had these circumstances and still did it. Mm. Yeah, I I want to help you get out of there. You know, so I don't know. That's... That's just me. Would you would you have done the pictures had you known? Because I feel like <laughs> she didn't say, and you was just kind of, oh yeah, I got you. Um, I probably would have. Honestly, I, I probably would have. Um, because I know me. I said uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay. Well, let me answer first. <laughs> oh man! Yo, that was T Sock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> no, I, I probably would have because you know, um, I don't, I, I don't support you know gay marriages and things like that. But hey, look, I'm, I'm in, I'm in business. You know, Keith said it. You know, I mean, you, when, when you know, when you first you know posed the question, yo, I'm. I'm in the business to make money. I can serve who I want to serve. You know, um, I think. Um, but you, but you don't want the bank to do that. No, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, as long as you're shots, serving everyone, as long as you're serving everyone. I think the question is, did the bank come out and say we will serve everyone? Like, is yeah, that? But, do we read that, or are we assuming that? So, are we for for a business choosing? Or are we for a business being forced to serve everyone? I don't like, believe like, it. What, what if it was the other way around? What I, if you had said, look, I really don't support, you know, uh, same-sex marriages. I'm going to have to decline. You know, all respect. I wish you the best, but I don't think I'm your photographer. With the Bakers. Mm. Yeah, and yes, they, that was the first thing that came to with the Bakers. And the Bakers won, too. Yeah. The Bakers won. They did win. So, but you would have that right, right? Yeah, they won. I don't know. Um, you you would you you do you feel like you should have that right? Uh, yeah, I do feel that I should have that right. But from a moral standpoint, I think I would have I I would I would have baked the cake for the for the people. Morality is objective, though. Yeah, it is. But would you have been wrong? And subjective. If I would have said no, I would, said no, 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 absolutely not. Okay. No. Because but no. the bank is like, wrong. and even that we're we're subjecting them to our moral standard and yeah, saying that because yeah. my morality says you should do this, then you actually should do that. You know, um, I think we, I think part of why, and we've focused on redlining a lot, but I think part of why yeah. we see things in the light of, oh, that's racist, that's systematic racism, is because mm-hmm. cats like Jesse Jackson, they started pushing this narrative of race on everything, including slavery, when slavery was never about race. Right. And I don't you know? agree with that. So, I but don't now we have that. this idea where a lot of things that hinder us, yeah. um, we blame on racism and we and that, find racism in things that, yeah that's why i was pointing out what we just what we started off listening to mm-hmm. why isn't that being blown from every megaphone every speaker every television why isn't that being why isn't there there rap bars about that there are <laughs> because it's not exciting yeah. there um, are. from the uh conscious rappers and there's bars about stuff but of course yeah. it's not what it's not it's popular. popular it's, it's not, not gonna get played it doesn't right. support the agenda yeah right like so they can't allow that they're not going to promote conscious rappers the way they're going to promote nonsense rappers they're not going to promote conscious thinkers philosophers teachers 
the way they promote race baiters. They're just not going to. It doesn't nope. fit their agenda. agenda yeah. And their popular. agenda is to keep us divided and mm-hmm. keep us poor. So, independent. The, when you say keep us, who is us? Humanity. Okay. Yeah, it's not. that's definitely not race-specific at all. Oh, yeah. um, it's... Each uh, of us. Do you think? Do you think it's possible? Because you do see the changes again. To go, to go back to the stat he referenced: twenty-five percent of the white right. community, seventy-five percent, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's because um, white people weren't afflicted by poverty so much, and that it it attacked first the poor? Like if if the welfare state aided, created mm-hmm. whatever you want to, you know. But if that caused that, it it affected both white. Black, mm-hmm. you know, Latino, Asian, whatever, um, but it affected each community differently. And do you think it's based on morals? Do you think it's based on finance, income, poverty? Like they didn't need a handout. They didn't need welfare. What's crazy is even in that stat, I don't like we're not realizing that it sounds worse for blacks because it's seventy five percent now from twenty five. Yeah, but you multiply that by three. But to go from five to twenty-five, even among whites, they they were disproportionately five more times affected. Worse. Yeah, you know. So it even in that, and with whites being a greater um, population, greater part of the that's population. That's what I was thinking. Like, if it's per so capita, it's more it's white really, families. Yeah, we're looking at the number seventy-five to twenty-five. When if you actually consider, you know, those numbers compared to the population, yeah. it's relevant to a degree. But there's other you have to consider it in the in the big picture as well mm-hmm. with those other factors. So even that. It kind of, it takes away the racist net or perception of it, you know, because it's not it wasn't just about blacks. Yeah, they were affected because you being um, having a need mm-hmm. for the help made you more susceptible to reach out, you know, for the help. But when it's a matter of degrading the family or separating the family unit, yeah, it, it wasn't just about um, doing it to the blacks. You know. So, so to to wrap up because we're we're okay. yeah, yeah we we've, we've we went yeah we went there uh, which is good because I think we've got some dealing with like banking mm-hmm. you know what 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 is possibly you know systematic racism I will say um, the one thing I think was that I can see as being racist like an act was the uh, minimum wage act which completely destroyed the yeah. other well, you that saying that is racist. Great. Um, <laughs> you don't want them to earn a minimum wage? No. Okay. No. Because every man should be able to bid on a job as as low as he wants to go. You know, but when they did minimum wage, they actually ended up cutting out a lot of the black workers because you can no longer undercut your white counterpart. Say that's chess. You're looking at, the, I'll say they, like the person that disagrees with your argument mm-hmm. is going to look at the board and saying, you don't think everyone should earn at least a certain minimum, minimum to keep up with uh, the cost of living, right? And they see it as that, but they didn't see what you're calling, what you're mm-hmm. saying is a bigger move. Yeah. By them doing that, they'll say, yeah, we're going to make this, you know, standard that you have to earn at least this. And they know, they, whoever mm-hmm. that may be, know that by doing that, we're going to box out this yep. whole class of worker, this whole race or this whole whatever. Okay. So you're saying it was a bigger move. I just need move. to catch up just a little bit because mm-hmm. it's, that's the first time I'm hearing this thought process. Mm-hmm. Explain why you think that establishing a minimum wage mm-hmm. or increasing the minimum establishing establishing the mm-hmm. minimum wage establishing and increasing was racist, really was um, it was the was I'll 
I used to quote, it was the most anti-Negro um, law ever put in place. And The minimum wage law. Yep, mm -hmm. and I believe that was Milton Friedman that said that. But the black construction workers would come up from the South and underbid on government jobs. Okay. Because they could go as low as they wanted. We'll do the work for this much. They'll do it for that much. Because they were already already weren't making any money in the first place. Is nope. that the reason? They were they were making money, um, but it appears that white people had a higher not standard, but a higher. Um, they had to make more money mm -hmm. to maintain what they had, mm -hmm. so they couldn't go but so low. Right. In right, order right. to still maintain, mm -hmm. but the blacks weren't like walking around with a whole bunch of well, or a whole bunch of um, assets. A more minimum life, minimal life. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they didn't need as much; so they could undercut you. Yeah. Yeah. So well, now we talked about that in early wage. days here that we don't have the overhead, this big corporation, yeah, these big insurance policies and all this stuff, so we can we can be more affordable. Mm -hmm. But if someone says we can't give that price, right. And now it's like, well, if I don't, at that price, I don't need to charge you $1,000 for what I charge 500 for. Right. But the other guy's charging 1000 So now I have to charge mm -hmm. 1000 Yeah. And, no, and, and I think, what, you know, what he's saying is no one saw it from that point of view. So then it tells yeah. the guy that was willing and able, I can live off yeah. of 500 Yeah. Uh -huh. And now you're telling me I can't do that. And now if I must now, pay you a yeah. certain amount, lose a job. my criteria is different. Yeah. Now I must pay a certain Crazy. amount. So I'm going for the ones who I feel like absolutely deserve it. You know, now you got to show, now you got to have, you know, your uh, credentials. Where before, it was just look, they'll do it for that. We can do it too. We'll do it for this. Look, we, wow. we, we've talked wow. about, you know. Yo, man, thanks for that. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. Right, right. Because I, I, I never seen it for, man, yeah, that's right. crazy. Man, I was just going to really say, we've talked about a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And him stating that and your response being, explain that to me because I'd never heard that. Yeah. Why wasn't your response immediate to be like, no, 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 <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I should get the same thing that, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and not, you may be right to say that you may be right to say you should get the same thing or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, um, whatever the platform is to justify your side of the, you know, but unless you ask him to explain it to you further yeah. and you actually, and that's what you just did. You're like, huh? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. same thing with, um, the, uh, the red line and things like yeah. that. Um, that I think that's, and that's why I said, I'm going to ask agitating questions. Yeah. It's not necessarily, it's, it's cause I know it's a rebuttal or I know it's a question or I know it's something that could be yeah. logical. It could be, it could be something in, in the mix and, um, you know, why I kind of, you know, hold the screws to you, yeah. you know, to argue that side. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what we, and again, the, the podcast we just did not wanting to have that conversation or as soon as something's presented, you fall back into that comfort zone, yeah. that defense mechanism of saying, nah, bro. Yeah. Now I should get the same thing. We all need fifteen dollars for flipping burgers and punching. Yeah, I'm about to bring that up. Icons, because if that happened know. with six dollars an hour and it undercut a lot of people, what do you yeah. think is gonna happen with fifteen? Yep. It yep. sounds good as a minimum wage, but if less we people are working, living on less than fifteen. Yeah. It sounds wow. good as a minimum wage, yeah, but if yeah. that is a minimum wage, you'll have less people working. Yep. Because the and more people can't on afford. welfare. Yep. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the more fathers with, not in the home. And people oh. are actually fighting for that because it sounds good. That's yeah. everything sounds good. And, you know, Until you mentioned Thomas Sowell. He's big on the, he's anti-intellectual, the people that claim to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't realize, and he's, they're not, he says they're not being honest, that they're not fixes, they're compromises. You know, mm -hmm. so I think minimum wage is one of them. In theory, it sounds great. 
uh, the Affordable Care Act and things like that. In theory, it sounds yeah. great. When it, when it, when the rubber hit the road, it made companies fire people. Mm -hmm. yeah. It made companies give you less hours, so you're not a full time employee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it hurt the average worker, mm -hmm. you know, and or or it made your premium go up, or you know, yep. there were so many negative effects that I don't Way think we're up. being honest about yes. because we want to be for something, <clears throat> you know. But nonetheless, so we've talked about you know the follow the situation, um, I, which I is the, I think the second. most important thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now. The rest of it are factors. Where, where do we and we yeah. have to we have to talk about where are we at with um you know uh, minimum wage like jobs where are we at with you know what's going on with the banks mm -hmm. and really work through that conversation and <clears throat> ask the tough questions rather than just validating each other mm -hmm. and maybe like yeah Bruce it was drugs and you know yeah man it's just crazy what they did you know but I have to ask you a tough question in response but how does that affect you today something like that right um and then we have to be willing to receive it even when you throw it back to me or whatever so. Who has the, the Twitter version? You know, who has not the fix? What's, well, I'll ask this in closing. Who wants to give what the first step is to combat the fatherless home? Just the first step. Uh, I think the first step, as far as that goes, is addressing everything in the community. Like, everything has to be addressed. Um, the first thing that needs to be addressed, I don't know, but I just think like there has to be a dialogue. Like you have to start somewhere, somewhere has, it has to start somewhere. There has to be some type of discussion. There has to be, uh, something, there has to be something put on the table instead of just been like, why ain't no daddies in the home? White man, yeah, you know, the white, white man. man. You know, got people. The white man, no, it's because you, you know, Girl, what I mean, just people. Whatever. Yeah, you know. I think if once you can, once you connect the dots and show <clears throat> the overreaching effects of fatherless homes, that's the that's where we start to show how so much of what we blamed on external factors really comes from within, from the fatherless homes, which has its own um, causation, but this when we show that so much has happened because of this, and we tie it in, and actually show people. These are the actual effects of not having fathers in the home. And then people can see it and say, wow, I didn't know that had to do with this. I didn't know that came from this. Like one guy proposed that atheism, the rise in atheism comes from fatherless homes. You know, because you, when the father's taken away, the structure is removed as well. And you're pretty much left to your own devices. You know, you have no one guiding you. Um, and then it's anger against the father. But there are so many proposed um, effects and so many actual direct effects, you know, of the father not being there. So when we can kind of map this out in front of people and show them all this, this whole wall came from this one event, you know, we, it magnifies the importance because right now, you know, women say they don't need no man, you know, and even women with children act like they don't need a man. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the movement, the homosexual movement, which it is what it is, but you need a father. And what's crazy is it's not even, stepfathers are great. And I appreciate the ones that step up. But what the child actually needs is a biological mother and father. They actually they, they function a lot better when the biological mother and father is together. You know, there are certain attributes that the mother has, that the father has, that no one else is going to be able to provide. You don't get it from two men because there's a motherly love that only comes from the mother. Oh, yeah. You know, there are aspects of a father <laughs> that only come from the man. You know, I, I said Twitter version. 
Oh, that was it. This guy went from yeah, not yeah, talking yeah. at all. He's like, that this guy went to atheism. He went to negative I paid for the extended work. Yeah, man, I paid for the for extended right. I got extra characters. You know? <laughs> man, you got the blow. He got the new characters. Um, I, I think. Uh, and and I'm, I, I might get slaughtered for this, but hey, I'll take it. But um, I believe, um, in in this with this particular topic, P power. I really, I believe that women. If, if, if the topic is about men not stepping up and doing what they're supposed to do, okay, young girls, do your part. Close them up. You know, if they aren't willing to put a ring on it as, you know, as Beyonce says or whoever whoever made that song. She made them independent, too. Hmm. Yeah. She, said she made them independent too. Okay, well I'm just talking about that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part. But um, you know, because that's what I teach my daughters. You know, no, no sex before marriage. You know, and I'm not saying that my daughters are perfect, but at least you know, you know, me and my wife we're teaching them that. That's a start. Yeah. yeah, that's a start. Lock it up, because truth be told, if if you do end up getting with a guy who's gonna make your child fatherless then nine times out of 10, she's gonna to have to bear all of the burden. She's gonna to have to be there for the, she's gonna to have to take care of the childcare. She's gonna to have to be there for all the sports games. She's gonna to have to be there for, you know, all of the all of the proms. She's gonna to have to be there for all of that stuff. And not saying that, that you know, that these, that all dads are, I'm not, ta I'm talking about the fatherless side of it. Then I say, young girls, don't do it. Until you're married. That's you mean like saying. married, married, not hopeful to be married or oh, the, no, the promise I'm talking of marriage. About marriage. Yeah. Like, the promise of marriage. Because what happens is we say, you know, and I think a lot of girls, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of girls want to sustain, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or abstain until they're they're married. But cats are slick talkers. I agree. And talk you straight out your pants. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. with, with the promises of marriage and even with the acts, the actions that make it look so promising. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, yeah, we're pretty much done here. Yeah. You know, so actually be married, you know, actually be engaged. Be married. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just engaged. But we also yeah. have to reinforce the values of marriage because the system is totally anti-marriage. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I've heard uh, someone, I can't remember who said it, but uh, say one, don't have kids until you're over 20. Then I heard so, and, and he said, don't have kids until you're married. And uh, I agree with those two things. Uh, based on like maturity level for one, and uh, just, just holding out like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I also think that if you take away, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you take away the assistance, then they're kind of Forced to forced do responsibility. something. Yeah, yeah, you know. Now, I'm not saying, I think people should eat. I think people should have access to health care because, I mean, if you're poor, you should be able to go to the hospital. Like, so I, I'm actually for Medicaid. Take away TANF. I'm not, that, that's what it is. I'm for, I'm for you eating. I'm for you getting help um, medically. TANF is money. Um, something. Oh, Lord, for needy families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah most, so, most women yeah. get it when they're pregnant. Um, and they're taking their the father up for child support most times. When TANF gets involved, they're getting the father for child support. That's when they actually get a, a check yeah. that you they can take money. to the yep. bank and get cash for. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not someone got food stamps. Someone got to pay that back Medicaid. though. Yeah, yeah so they um, and they get that from the father. Yep. yep. They get that from the father through child support, arrears, yeah. and things like that. So um, I think that should be d- done away with. Like you know what I mean? I don't think we should be assisting financially. So I think if you take that away, yeah, it forces responsibility. Um, it's a risk too, because the, because sometimes TANF helps with childcare bills. You know, because well, then again, there's purchase of care. Man, the system. Yeah, is, purchase God of care. Is, okay, but like you said, the TANF. No, like I don't know. I don't know. No, technical assistance for needy families. If we got back, back to the village raising the child, we would need all that. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I know that even in my wrong, one, the village will hold me accountable, you know, mm-hmm. and say, look, you need to be there for that child. And I know it's hard. We'll help you, but you're going to be there for that child. You know, you will mm-hmm. take care of that child. Um, but where there is a village which helps to raise the child, there is no need for the government to raise the child. Because when the government comes in, they're going to raise the child and remove your yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sir, I just want to say one more thing. You're welcome. There was a time in hip hop when there was self destruction. They were rapping about those things. Yeah. That I I still believe that exists, but you know there's an agenda, so it's gone now, underground. Yeah, and and now that you have already if you've already influenced the listener, mm-hmm. so the listener only responds to certain things, mm-hmm. more so. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, just yeah. Well, um, boy, boy, man, I, like I, I have to, you know, if you if you watch this, if you listen to it, and definitely for the participants, I definitely have to thank everyone. Mm-hmm. Difficult, um, serious. It's so far as the most serious thing we've we've discussed. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it deals with your with your children. You know, it deals with man. It deals with how how you was raised. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so to the listener, there were some difficult, you know, moments. There's probably some, still some things you're, you're, uh, you're dealing with, but you know, you'll be able to, uh, either email, uh, comment via, you know, YouTube, or if you're listening on the podcast, you can have the website, you can message if you want to talk to someone specifically about a point. Um, we, uh, I'll give you their, these gentlemen's address. So you can go to their houses. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. Brother Terry no, no. 66 at Yahoo.com. That's the only address I got. Well, see, now you gave them that, and then they're going to find everything else. Oh, you know? Delete. Yeah. Um, no, nah, uh, yeah. seriously, though, if you, if you, if you want to be a part of the conversation, reach out. If, you wanna, if you're local and you want to be here, or if you're not local and want to do something via Skype or Google, um, willing, willing to hear, you know, yeah. willing to talk, willing to hear. As long as we're all trying to get to the same place, um, I think I think that's definitely cool. So, thanks to all the listeners, viewers, participants. Um, Acts two and forty-two. That's it. That's it.